Blog Talk Radio. Back on live, I'm little vibes, man. PSA Pop, man. It's your boy Three and Watts, man. Watts, what's good, my G? Peace, peace, God. How you, brother? Chilling. Let's get into this, man. Conway the Machine, one of the Griselda boys, one of the um, lead spitters of the Buffalo Maybach music. Where's he from? Where's she? He raps all the time. Maybach, boy. Maybach. Maybach. Part itself. Part itself. Maybach. He says it all throughout this album. Be very clear. Facts, facts, facts. And a lot of basketball references. But I think we'll get into that in a minute. Um, obviously, one of his projects that we had last year at um, the King of God Intended, I had that as my number one project last year. I believe you had that in your top five last year. So we're, I like to think that we've basically, one thing about you and I, we re, we've actually reviewed every Conway project since 2017, have we not? Absolutely. Was was there anticipation for this project because of how spoke about Benny, the success of Benny with the um burden of proof and the plugs on that part two? Uh no, I didn't I didn't realize he was coming out with another album so soon after he dropped his project earlier this year. I mean he's dropped two projects in four months. That's wow. that's a lot of projects in four months. So I thought this project dropped faster than that than than I anticipated. Now, do you say that because you think you should have waited more longer? No, I don't, I don't say because I don't say because of anything. I just there wasn't any was that was there anticipation or anything? Like I'm not gonna euro step the album he did earlier with Big Ghost LT. You know what I'm saying? So right. I didn't I didn't think um I just did, I, it was just a surprise that he dropped another album. So I'm happy for music. Remember, I'm not one of those guys who... Oh, I have boy. no issue. No, no, no. no. I have no issue if you drop a lot of music or I do. to a year. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, uh, my issue is if it's someone like Kendrick Lamar who drops in 2017, oh, and you're wow. going to argue with me every day that Kendrick Lamar is a ghost, and now we're reviewing Damn, and we're talking about Damn like Damn is Illmatic, because that's what's happening now. So I'm not, I'm not with that. Come outside and show me you can still rap. Don't, don't, you know what I'm saying? So that's another, sir, that's another thing. No, but I'm just saying, my point is when you was like, when you was like anticipation, I'm like, anticipation what? Let's 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 just review the album, man. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't nothing. This is light work. We come from the Papoose era when you used to drop 12 mixtapes a year. No, 12 a year, though, be that's not, I mean, come on. I don't really want brothers dropping 12 a year. I know RJ, listen. Shout out to R.J. Payne, Ransom, Rome Streets, all these brothers were consistently. Flea Lord did it Lord, last year. Flea Lord. Yeah, Flea Lord. You see, you and I spoke last year about Flea Lord. I felt Flea Lord dropped a lot of music that went under the radar probably. That was not a lot to digest. You love the Prodigy joint probably more than anybody that I know. I like the Pete Rock joint more, right? I know he had a special joint. He had a lot of freaking, goddamn Flea Lord. You know what I mean? Um, but let's get into this, Watts. Conway the Machine. Um, am I pronouncing this right, brother? La Maquina, am I pronouncing that right? No. 
Wait, well, give it to me then. I, I forgot how to pronounce it correctly, no, but that's not the way it was. Thanks a lot for my back, brother. Appreciate you very much. Uh, but let's get into this, King. Uh, Bruiser Brody. Excuse me. Do the youngins know who Bruiser Brody is? Like, you hear a type like this, Bruiser Brody. Obviously, if you watch Griselda, we know they rock with the wrestling, the wrestling hard body. Um, Wale, Smoke Dezza, West Side Gun, all these Peter other Rose, stuff. Peter, Peter Rosenberg. Peter Rosenberg, most definitely. Big pun with the TS piece at WrestleMania. I remember that. You can YouTube yes, that. Yes. Facts, okay. Facts, 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 again, facts again. But do you think the youngins know Bruiser Brody is? That's a wrestler no, from the... Um... No, 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 they don't. <laughs> but let's get into this, man. Bruiser Brody, uh, produced by, by my guy J.R. Swift. Uh, Conway said, I'm back in that zone, back in the trenches, I'm back at home. Back-to-back MVPs caliber season like Patrick Mahomes. The grimy talk from Khan, you know, calls himself, you know, the GOAT, the grimiest of all time. Um, They're giving out too much time. I left that smack alone and bricks nowadays is cut with too much acetone. Uh, I like when he said I keep a piece on my lap. That's just my piece of my mind. I'm getting better every year. They still wait to see me decline. I started drum work, and people think it's beef with my brothers. Maybe every endeavor we're supposed to eat with each other. I thought that line was very telling because I feel that was a lot of conversation in the hip-hop circles that, yo, why is this person got their own group? Why this, you know what I'm saying, like when Dipset, when Jewel's had on, was that Skull Gang and Purple, all this other crap and all this thing like that. But talk to me, watch, man. Bruiser Bodie, man. Um, like you said, I started drum work. People think it's beef with my brother. Maybe every endeavor we're supposed to eat with each other. Fuck what they think and fuck their opinions. We jumping in Benzes. Uh, one thing I noticed, Conway loves his Benzes. If there's two things I found out about this album, is he loves his Benzes. And for whatever the reason, he was on NBA TV a lot. Watching a lot of old school games. Conway! Me and Watson talk NBA up here, brother. If you want to pop up on a Saturday, it's fucking NBA with us. If anytime you want to talk NBA, let us know because there was not a name you mentioned that we can't tell you everything about that player. So it was I, like I was like, man, you really, you just <laughs> and you named some baseball players. I'm like, yo, you went back to another ever on this Conway, but I had no problem with it. But um, it's gone. Is Conway the best? Hip-hop artist right now that does sports metaphors. Right now. Um, I, I don't know. No, I don't know. I just I'm know that there was a lot of sports metaphors on this album. Heavy. And it, it stood out to me. You know what I'm saying? It, it definitely right, stood out to me. And it stood out to me that he likes jumping in Benzes. Maybach's and Benzes. All, you know, Maybach, there's three, Maybach, Benzes, and Rose. Rose. Maybach, Benzes, and Rose. He made sure we knew about that. So I ain't have a problem with that. Um, mm. On the ending hook, Conway says, I think they're praying on my downfall. Rather see me dead or locked up in a cage. That's why I never come around, y'all. Or maybe I'm just stuck in my ways. Um, I thought it was a solid one-verse opening song. Okay. Um, next song, Watts, 630 tip-off. Here we have it again. Produced by Bangladesh. Like I said, I think Conway is one of the best basketball writing rappers right now, man. So obviously, 
watching a lot of basketball like the rest of us when he puts in his raps, Russell Westbrook line, um, LeBron went to the bubble, um, the who's at the bag, like James Harden, money keep triple doubling, um, the Steve Francis dunk contest, Little Rockets flying. They say Wes is the brain behind it, and Benny is the star. Let's not act like the machine ain't the silliest with the bars. Talk to me, Watts. What do you think about um, 6.30 tip-off, man, NBA talk? Stop right there. Well, it's obvious the first two songs he addressed everything people talk about on social media. He, he addressed why is everybody asking me about me starting Drumworks and their perception. And, the, and, and, and like you said, they say West is the brains behind it and Benny is the star. Well, let's not act like machine ain't the silliest with the bars. Um, we could we could do a whole show just on that line alone. Um, I would like to know your thoughts on the Bangladesh guitar and drum samples he used because the song starts off with the guitar and then he he, he clearly plays a drum sample. Did that stand out to you? Because I know you like production, so when I do these reviews, I listen to the production and try to get a feel for what might stand out to you. So on this Bangladesh production, did the guitar sample or the drum sample like stand out at all to you? I can't say it really did. Also, um, when Conway says uh, he does a lot of basketball shout-outs to get, you know, because it's called 630 tip-off, so he says to get a ring like LeBron, to get another ring like Le- like when LeBron went to the bubble, he talks about Russell Westbrook, Kobe Bryant, Steve Francis. He went into the Steve Francis bag, so that's when I was like, okay, Conway, you, you, you really do like basketball. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we do my six thirty tip off though. Uh, uh oh. it talks to everything that we're into. Another solid song. All right. Um, next song Watts, Blood Roses, featuring Jay Skees. And I believe Jay Skees is Conway's artist on sign the drumworks. Um, Conway says, I got to be top three when a nigga focused. I find that line very telling, Watts, when he said I gotta be top three when a nigga focused, because that tells me respectfully, Conway, that sometimes you might lose focus. What do you thought about that line? Because that's what I thought when he said that line right there. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go too, too hard on that line. I don't know why he said it, because um, anytime there's a project, uh, if people criticize his lyricism, he gets upset. So then if if you feel that way, then why are you now saying when I'm really focused and zoned, then I'm I'm top three? So are you saying with the product you put out, you're not focused and you just drop the bars? That's what so, I took from it. I know, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. I'm like, dude, well, what about all these albums, man? You got a whole Alchemist album. You got a couple of big old LT albums. Like, so what does all this mean? You know what I'm saying? Well, let me ask you this because I, let's have this conversation. In. Because... I saw people on social media before we get back into the project here saying that they feel that Conway and Benny are dropping too many projects. I did see a, a couple of people saying that that some of this music sounds rushed. Well, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell people who say that y'all playing yourselves. Everybody who's saying this playing yourselves, and I'm gonna tell y'all why y'all playing yourselves. If me and you was doing a show in 2002 and right. 2003. 
You would say, why is G-Unit putting out a mixtape right after they drop an album? After Give It To That Time Job, 50 put out a mixtape that same month and said, yeah, you thought I wasn't going to put out a mixtape? I'm still putting out a mixtape. They was putting out G-Unit Radio mixtapes every month while their albums were dropping. Me and you was not complaining. This is too much G-Unit music. I know that for a fact. Me and you was not complaining. Okay, so this whole thing about, oh, they put out too much music, I'm not buying it. I'm not. Are we gonna? But listen to listen to the group. You said watch. You said G Unit, right? Which I like. I'm glad you went back in 2000 in your 2002 bag. But I respectfully to Griselda when I say this, I don't think they had a run like G Unit. Well, they're having a run that clearly is impacting me and you and people who like that kind of music because we get everything they get. Since 2017, every time they drop, we get it ASAP, we talk about it, we review it. So it's clearly having an impact on us because we're getting it. We're getting I, it and we're listening say, to it. I, I would say, say G-Unit was outside with heavy hitters, though, when they was outside, though, when you got the locks, Dipset, and all that. You know what I mean? Saigon, Papoose, you know what I mean? Joe Budden, and all these guys, you know what I'm saying? And still out popping and everything. So yeah. it's like... So all I'm saying is that I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not going for the they they're dropping too much. I'm not buying that at all. That's just I, and I and I gave an example why I'm not buying it at all. But I I'm not mad if somebody goes in that bag and watch. No, I understand that. But all I will say to somebody is then y'all would have hated me at oh one, oh two, oh three. Because when y'all seen twenty five dipset, twenty five D block, twenty five G and then you like, yo, all of this dropped in one year and I'm like, Yeah, all of it dropped in one year. You know what I'm saying? When I, every week I'm getting something from Dipset Junior to D Block. Every week in O2, you know, mm-hmm. no one was complaining. So um, earlier you said in the show, watch that. You noticed that we said Conway. You noticed he likes sports. And what else you said is is, is um, Ben. Ben's talk, absolutely. And he loves talking about people pocket watching. I saw a lot of times he's talking about a lot of people pocket watching him. Uh, Floss talk on his song, Blood Roses King. Uh, when Conway said, you should see their face when they find out I didn't wrote it, excuse me, didn't write it, and he went into that fast-paced flow. And like I said, I'm not really familiar with his brother, Jay Skeets. I know he's on his label, but I like this verse. I thought his verse stood out a little more than Conway's respectfully, and he was on the hook. Um, when Conway said, legend saying, I'm the illest in this era with this rapping. Uh, talk to me, watch Blood Roses. On Blood Roses, Conway uses two different flows for his first verse. He rapped at a regular pace, then he did a double-time flow. On his second verse, he said, Now when the homies call from jail, I will always accept it. My name is good in the streets. I'm always respected. Dark skin with a fat ass was always my preference. I eat pussy in the morning. That's my chocolate for breakfast. Uh, Conway, yeah! Conway made it clear in this album that he likes eating pussy. I had no problem with it, but he this but he did it again on a couple more songs that I'm down there eating pussy. So I'm like, all right. Like like Conway, you say that to two O G dudes like we supposed to be like, Oh, what you talking about? How can you say that? Like regular regular regular. Like that ain't even nothing extra. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We salute you, Carl. We get it. We get it, Carl. We get it. We get it. Um, I'm going to just say this. Jay Skeese does not do anything for me at all. Okay. There's no disrespect okay. to him, but you know you know how when rappers bring a new rapper around, you're like, oh, this new dude. Now, this show. He, he, doesn't, um, he doesn't give me that wow factor at all. It's not no disrespect to him. Um, he clearly can rap, but it's no, 
Yo, come on, we got this ill new dude. His it's name is Jim Keith. It's like not 50 with Banks, Cam with Jewels, Cam with Votto, nothing like that, you saying? Oh, Jay with Beans, Jay with Freeway. Right. I mean, I'm talking about our introductions. Right. I'm talking about our introductions. Like, say, this is the right. first time you hear somebody. First time I heard Keith Murray with Eric Summers on Hostel. You know what I'm saying? Whoa. First time Whoa. I heard Redman was like, so the first time I hear rappers and they coming from, like, established artists, you really right. want to be blown away. You want to be like, yo, who this? Like, me and you was like, who this on one nine hundred Hustler, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. What do I got on Beast from the East, shit like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, so so it's no disrespect to Jay Skis because he clearly correct, but I'm not, like, blown away by what, but what what I've heard. Am I wrong for saying that he might have had a – his verse stood out more than Carl's? No, it didn't. Not to me. Not at all. Tom, we had two verses. No, not to me at all. All right. Um, next song, Clarity. Not to be mistaken, a moment of clarity from Jay-Z's uh, Black Album um, in 2004. Uh, produced by Don Cannon. I like this beat by Don Cannon. Watts. Um, Khan says, my man played with keys like he was Mozart. Now he and his feds till his children become adults for the most part. Um, he had an MJ Ewing line. All right. I rock with his joint. I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't sparing no feelings when my pen is moving. I've been in shootings, and I send men to intensive units. Um and Conway cares about, you know, he goes, Conway cares. I started my own charity and everything like that. I do want to salute that brother for starting his own charity, man. I think that's dope for him to do that, man. Uh, but talk to me, watch Clarity. I really enjoyed this song. This was one verse of fire. Um, I think people need to respect that verse. My man played with keys like he was Mozart. Me and you know that is a fire line because we know Mozart is arguably one of the greatest pianists of all time. Like, yes. So we understand how dope that line is. Now he and the feds to his children become adults for the most part. Seeing that bitch that did me dirty, gave me the gave me that broken heart. She was on the back of the bus watching the roads apart. Yeah. So you know he, he wanted to do name flips. And, of course, like I said, we he makes it clear there's a preference in cars he likes to drive. But I, this, I like this. I like this one verse song from Conway. All right, next song, KD. Um, Griselda does have songs with basketball players a lot. John Stark, John Iverson, they have those kind of joints. Um, the song is called KD. Um, Conway flow kind of reminded me of Cardi B, man. I'm saying, I got, yeah, I said Cardi B. Yeah, stick the wax in your ears. I said Cardi B. Watch, wax, and watch, wax, watch. I'm rapping and wow, 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 excuse me, part of the It gave me a Cardi B kind of feel on this hook, man. On May Street, I'm in foreign. Um, and on the hook, I've been, you know, I've been here for a year, five years. They always speak more on my legacy. Am I bugging? Did you get Cardi B vibes on the hook on there? Um, was that song Cardi B? No, it was, it was paying homage to the song. He didn't rap with, he, he used that verse, but he didn't rap in that style. But, um, I want to talk about the fact that he named the song KD, not to be confused with Dave East's song called KD. <laughs> Dave East has a song called KD. Yes. You can actually watch the That's video, it. and it's That's called it. KD. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay. But Dave East did this first, but that's just me because I'm a hip-hop brainiac, maniac like that. Um, uh, Conway wants to let you know that he's going to talk about Kevin Durant, Kevin Garnett, the big ticket, because he said the big ticket. And, of course, he threw some Dame Dollar in there. Um, 
I ain't nothing like these new niggas. I'm a real nigga from the old school. What did, what did he mean by that? I, I I don't know because I feel like he's saying both sides of the fence if he says that. I think he's saying I think Conway does have old school vibes in him where he can rock out to the Raycorns of the world, the Styles P, the Styles P of the world, right? Then there's the other side where you know they're gonna try to with the, with the flow patterns and everything like that. Him and Benny of now to me are catering more to a broader audience right now, especially with the flow, especially. And you could say maybe doubling our lyrics a little bit even more. So I don't know. So you think about the song? Solid song. All right. Next song, my G, 200 Pies featuring 2 Chains, produced by Alchemist. Um, I thought Conway spit a, a, a solid verse. But here's the thing I have. When Conway out the gate says, 100 racks in my sweatpants, did my scoring in Portland on Bonzi Wells with the headband. Built the next powerhouse record label. That was my next plan. Drum work like Death Row in the 90s mixed with Def Jam. We the Death Squad, but I shoot solo on Redman. At first watch, I thought this was a verse, but it's really the hook. Um, 2 Chainz verse did nothing for me. It was okay, in my opinion. Um, he walks around Atlanta with no bodyguard. 2 Chainz, I don't know if that's a, you know, you tell him that nowadays walk around with no bodyguard. Did he have a situation? Whatever. Okay, in San Francisco, with somebody beat for him a couple of years ago, 2 Chainz. All right, whatever, though. Talk to me, watch 200 Pies featuring 2 Chainz. Well, first I'll ask you this. What did you think of the Alchemist Soul Sample that played throughout the entire song? What did you think about that? It was, it was cool. I like it. It's straight. Never, it, 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 did you, it, was it like co MVP to you, or it was just straight? Didn't No, no stand out okay. about it? I thought it was okay beat. I thought it was an okay beat from Al. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, um, what, hold on. What do you think? No, I thought it, it stood out because it, he looped it the whole song. So you you they they rapped over it. So I just wondered if that if that had an impact on you. Um, had an impact on you? Uh, yeah, because you you couldn't ignore it. You you you, you heard it. Impact is you cannot listen to the song without hearing that voice, soul sample or whatever sample it was. That woman's voice, and he looped it, and it kept playing around the entire song. So you can't ignore it. So it played a major part of the song to me. So um, what about Two Chains verse? I thought it was a regular Two Chains verse that he spits. I mean, it, it, is there a Two Chains verse that's supposed to do something else to me, but be what he is? I think he talked, floated, but um, that. His his new label that he compared to Def Jam. Uh, do, do you do you see the drum work uh, comparison to Death Squad? He's not the Red Man of the Crew. Not yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. So Jace Keith is not uh, Keith Murray. Jace Keith no. is not Keith Murray. No, okay. not yet. Shorty did Seven X V the Genius. I don't think she's Fox yet, or you know, even if she sounds like Hurricane, she's a little bit, but you know. Um, I'll tell you what's dope about it, that he made the reference to one of my favorite crews of the 90s, which was Death Squad. That was the type of time he was on growing up in the 90s, just like I was. So I thought that was dope. 
Um, next joint, Sister Abigail featuring Jay Skeet and 7X Be the Genius, uh, produced by my guy J.R. Swift, one of my favorite joints on Khan's project. Um, Brett Wyatt, watching. Are you familiar with Brett Wyatt? The wrestler Brett Wyatt? Yes, the wrestler Brett Wyatt. Uh, yeah, I'm absolutely familiar. <laughs> Who has a finishing move called Sister Abigail, since his song Sister Abigail, right? Um, Jay Keats, who signed at um, DreamWorks, got, he got busy on his verse. I like his flow and everything. But I think Shorty really stood out here on this joint, man. 7X, be the genius. She got busy, man. Her voice is very unique, in my opinion. It's like a mix between Yo-Yo, Ladybug, and Hurricane G, Splash It by Amadea. Just the voice box, how she, how she raps. But they let her get busy, man. And then Khan took it home. One of my favorite Conway's verses on this project, from the bars to the flow, and everything, and hey, J.R. Swift, I do appreciate the piano, sir, on here, man. So yeah, man, Sister Abigail Watson. Uh, I knew I was going to like this song because the production absolutely is the co-MVP of the song, the production. Okay, this is a banging beat. So, um, the sister absolutely stood out because I think she rapped the longest. Yes, I knew Conway was gonna bring it. I knew Conway was gonna bring it home because this beat was so fire. So I thought this was a dope posse cut. I really like this joint. Um, the production is a co MVP salute to this track that he gave them to bless. And once again, Jay Skees did not stand out for me. Like I heard his verse, and and when this beat was so banging, it was it was it was solid. But the the shorty. Her verse really stood out, and I was like, yeah, she's getting busy. You know what I'm saying? I, I really messed with it. And then, of course, Conway brought it home. Um, next one, watch Grace featuring Jay Skees. Uh, I think the beat is okay. I do like the horns on here, watch. I talk about horns. I like the horns on this song. Um, Jay Skees sets it off. He had a solid verse, and he was on the hook also. Um, Conway said, get in any cipher and let a drum out. And dumb out had to show DMCs. I run house. Run DMCs. Run get it. Shot three times. Wait, wait, wait. Come on, come on. Don't you accept that? Because we're in the era now where people act like they've never heard of run DMCs. <laughs> or they or they or they yeah, trivialize run DMCs. So that, that's an important that's important that he said that. Shame on me and Watson that we the the very first appreciation that we should have ever done on this show. The very first appreciation we should have done. Now that I look at it, four years, five, four or five years now, we're rocking out. Run DMC should have been the first appreciation we've done, sir. Run DMC should have been the first. You know what I mean? Shame on us. But, yeah, the Run DMC reference, um, I show how to DMCs, her run house, runs house, shot three times, was in that driver's seat, stomped out. Remember the doctor saying, your rap career is done now. I was depressed living at Unk House. Yo, Khan's verse kind of gave me the Kyle Part 2 kind of vibe to this, man. Talking about his doctor, you know, cerebral palsy and stuff like that. I like this verse a lot on here, man. Um, one of the best, one of, another verse from Conway that I actually like was the last two verses on the Sister Abigail joint and this um, Grace verse. Watch. I thought this was an introspective verse from Conway. This is one of my favorite verses from Conway. I right. love the way Conway ended this verse. I'm the nigga you can't lyrically fuck with. That's how he ended it. 
And I like that kind of talk. You talk about what's going on, how you get shot, and what's like, yo, get off that. Come on, we're going we gonna to rap. We're going to make this happen. And he's, he was doubting if he was going to make it or not. Like, I, I really get your cow reference. You know, people might be like, oh, he didn't say that. That's his greatest verse ever. But he was really telling you how he felt. So I really, I really, really like this verse. Um, no disrespect, and I gotta say, no, no disrespect to Jay Skis. His verse oh, did not do on. anything for me. You been killing my man. No, 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 it's not killing it. Yo, my man. Yo, no, no, no. He sets this. He sets it off with a solid verse, like you said, but it's not memorable. You ain't even writing no quotables down. I had no quotables, man. It's just, it's not. It's not memorable stuff for me. And you get, and, and mind you, he's getting a lot of shine on this album. Yes, 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 you know yes, what I'm yes, saying? Yes. And you and, and and to me, he's not standing out. He already stood out on the J.R. Swift produced song. Did she not? On Sister Abigail, she stood out. Yes. On Grace, I I uh I, I love Conway's verse, man, and I love the way he ended it. I'm the nigga you can't lyrically fuck with. I like that mentality when so, you're writing your rhymes. So are you saying that the problem you have with Jay Skeets is basically that okay, you're on you're signed to Conway DreamWorks um label, right? You're the first you and, and Shorty are the first two acts on the label. You're on Con's project, right? We are Conway right now is, is a name that we all know hip hop. You're saying you didn't get the cannabis. Is that what you're saying? You didn't get the, you didn't get you didn't get those kind of verses you feel? I'm not asking for cannabis verses because nobody okay. was giving cannabis verses. I'm just saying to me personally his verses are not standing up. It's not it's okay. not dissing him. I'm not saying he can't rap. I'm just saying the right. verses are not standing out to me. For example, I'll give you an example. Uh Rome Street's verses on songs are standing out to me. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they, like I hear them and I'm like, yo, yo, this this I, I hear what I, I hear what you're saying. These verses are not standing out to me. Um, next one, watch Scatterbrain, featuring J.I.D. and Ludacris, produced by Don Cannon. Um, Conway dropped this song or the night before he dropped the project. Um, Conway sets this off. I I like to you know switch up the flow a little bit here. I thought once J.I.D. came in, the Island Youth that Conway threw to him, he stood out a lot to me just on flow energy. And the way this flow pattern on here, you know what I'm saying? Um, obviously, you get Ludacris on a song like this. This is big to have a Ludacris, somebody. I don't know if that was on Conway's bucket list, but to have a guy like Ludacris, who's not outside frequently, you know what I mean? That's that's big on for Conway to get that to get that under his belt, though. Um, Luda, this bit of uh, a solid verse, in my opinion, though. Um, I, like, I actually like this beat. This beat is growing on me, man. Uh, talk to me, watch Scatterbrain. Uh, like you said, J.I.D.'s flow pattern was ill, right? And if you notice, Conway jumped back in and did the same flow pattern. Did you notice that? Yes, because I feel Conway had to do that. He cannot let J.I.D. Yeah. just... Yeah, because I feel like, Conway split the first verse. Conway split the first... Yeah, Conway split the first verse, and then J.I.D. went. And then when you hear how J.I.D. attacked the beat... I, Conway was like, hold up, hold up. I got I, I to attack the beat like that, too, because he's, he's, he's getting crazy with it. Um, and, and Conway knows Luda about to come. Listen, he knows J.I.D. ripped it, and Ludacris about to go crazy on his beat, especially with the so flow. So he had to do it quick. He had to do it quick. 
Uh, he had to do a quick cameo, second verse. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, had to jump in, he had to punch in that second verse. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I'm going to do that flow, too, because J.I.D. attacked it. block, my G, you hear me? Yeah, yeah, he sprinkled block on that second verse. Um, so I you think, ain't low, Con. We picked up on that, Con. You ain't low. Yeah, I, I definitely picked up on it. Because I'm like, Con, you know, this is what we want to do. We got J.I.D. attack this beat and get busy. Hey. And you was like, oh, wait a minute, I'm going to do the same flow, spin the block. <laughs> um, I think this is a song Conway loves a lot for this reason. He's rapping with a legend like Ludacris and a new generation artist, and everybody got busy. So you get uh, a voice of the new generation that everybody considers a dope lyricist in J.I.D., from DreamWorks, and then you get Luda, who me and you both know is a legendary dead night. Dreamville, Dreamville, Dreamville. Yo, what's up, man? How come we didn't talk about that Dreamville collaboration album, brother? So, um, I think he's very happy with this song because you got the new generation and the legendary Luda on one song. So you not you you not two you not two people off your checklist of of collaborations. All right. Next song, watch. Had to hustle. Mazi when Jay Z had had to hustle. Actually, no, because had to hustle. I really hope had whatever. Um, had to hustle. Uh, featured El Camino and Shots. You and I are very uh, familiar with Mr. El Camino. I've never heard of his brother Shots. Um, one of the standout joints to me, I thought El Camino got busy from setting the song, the tone, um, and then taking it to the hook. Um, Conway's verse was real solid. Um, that's why I don't come around too often. I would hate to have to down somebody that I thought was my nigga trying to cross me. Ain't no respect for the codes. These niggas disrespectful to their own mothers. I even see niggas be jealous of their own brothers. Um, Shots, I've never heard of you, my brother. Um, there's that. Um, that's also why I'm talking. Uh, this song is okay. It's not one of my faves. It did not grab me. That's all you got? That's all I got. That's all you got. Okay. Let's get moving. Um, S.E. Gang featuring Westside Gun and Benny the Butcher, produced by Derringer. Let me say this, man. I like this rock and roll beat, man. I like this beat a lot, man. This heavy metal kind of feel. Um, this beat is crazy to me. Um, I like this beat way more than Alchemist beat. I ain't gonna hold you. Um, and I'm gonna say this: I don't like the fact Griselda, Conway, Westside, and Benny the Butcher. I know y'all branching out to other producers, and that's cool. I understand you're trying to uplift your sound, and you don't want me and Watson to be the boom bap guys or, or Joe Biden calling us the president of the boom bap club and all this other crazy shit. And you know we we only like boom bap. That's not true. Even though we do love boom bap, never get that fucking twisted. But I have an issue when y'all just grabbing Derringer for one beat nowadays or here and there. I don't, I don't like that. I'm, I got to be honest. It's bothered me for a while that y'all don't really get back to the Derringer sound. That's what we, we love y'all for that. I'm not saying you have to have five beats. And, I'm, and shout out to my guy, J.L. Swift, but Derringer only gets one beat on here. One? Um, Conway sets it off. Once again, talking about Pum Pum Watts. Boom boom tastes like spray. She said, "Obey the thirst." Um, I thought Benny's verse was solid. The Ben Simmons no jumper line. Rappers call me Mister Make You Change Your Verse. Wow, interesting. Um, Westside Gun closes it out. Uh, talk to me, watch SE Gang featuring his other boys. 
um, the guitar sets it off and it plays throughout the whole song, so that stood out. Love it. Um, I love it. Right. Uh, I didn't get heavy metal vibe from that guitar. I just thought it was a guitar. Heavy metal is, is heavy metal to me is unlistenable, horrible rock music. <laughs> That's how I feel about heavy metal. I think it's like you know Megadeth. You know that 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 gets that, that gets crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't get that vibe, but I but I did get the guitar vibe. And I, and I like the guitar was playing. Now, let me say this. Um, when Conway said, back on that Nash shit and not the one that played with Dirk, I do the shooting before rap. I sold Yayo first. Fire. I love Conway's verse. Now, let me talk about Benny's verse. Benny brought it back to 2018, and Benny was the MVP on this track. Without question, this is 2018 Benny on this track. You ain't a shooter. You Ben Simmons, your J don't work with the Draco. I'm like Jose Canseco the way I played in dirt. I made it work before I slid home. I lined the bases first. Uh, me and you was outside watching basketball with Jose Canseco, Mark, Mark McGuire, and Ricky Henderson, and Ricky Henderson dominating. Like we understand that we, we understand we understand we just yes, right. we understand Jose Canseco forty forty and that that was a big yes. deal. It's even, though, a, even, though, even though when he went to the Yankees and he let the ball hit him in the head and I'll see but he's handled there, Jose Canseco. But continue. So dope reference uh by by Benny. Um me personally, I, me personally I stopped listening after Benny's verse because I didn't need to hear Conway's verse. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't need to hear West Side Gun. I didn't hear West Side Gun's verse. And, 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 and you, usually West Side Gun goes first and lets them, you know, finish off. But for Conway and Benny to go into Benny, the MVP, the verse, there was literally nothing Gun could do at the end of it. And to me, you know, that was that. But the MVP verse from Benny, super dope uh, verse from Conway. Love the guitar playing throughout the uh, song. All right. I'm going here with it, Watts. I'm going here. I wrestle with this, and this is what I'm wrestling with. Um, I'm wrestling with three and a half to four mics. All right. And why I'm going to that bag is this. Yes, I like the project, but when Conway said something, and I'm going back to a line he says, um, and I'm paraphrasing again when he said, um, when, I'm, when I want to write, I could be top three. That stood out to me, Conway. And while you're saying that, I'm going to say this, brother, that uh, like when you did the joint with um, Lemon and all that with Method Man last year, and I had that as number one album of the year, that's when you were number top three to me right there. Because you, in my opinion, you had a number one album, in my opinion, last year. Watch that Ransom, I had Conway, right? Um, I don't. I would not put this up with, with um as God intended. I would not put there with Essex. You dig know what I'm saying? Um, the, the the I know you're trying to print out JC and your artists and everything like that. I agree with Watson's sentiments about certain things he was saying. Like, okay, these are your artists and they get some burn. Did they really stand out? Not really to me. Um, also, the production I thought was okay. You know what I mean? Um. I don't know, Colin. I, 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 it's, it's an okay project to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go strong three and a half. I'm going, I'm going to go four. Light four mics for me. Four mics. I'm going to go strong. 
I'm going to go strong three and a half, and this is how okay. that I'll, this is the analogy I'll use. When Ross came out with his album with Torch and Gunplay, even though Torch is from the Bronx, Torch did nothing for me. He didn't add nothing. You know what I'm saying? No, and Gunplay that was, was than, huh? Gunplay, Gunplay was better than Torch. No, no, no. I understand that. I'm just saying that, you know, Torch had that alley-oop, and Torch, to me, did nothing with it. You heard it, and it just gave you no feel for me personally. And I'm and like I said, I'm not dissing uh, Jay Skees. I'm not. Um, he could he might grow on me. Pause. You know what I'm saying? But but but, yeah, but this, also. this this isn't um, this isn't doing it for me. And 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 as for Conway, let me say why it's three and a half. Conway in 2021. Lyrically, you know how you say lyrically, you you want to be the best lyrically. Nice. Lyrically, in 2021, you are not rapping better than Ransom or R.J. Payne. Not this year. Not based on what I've heard from both of them and what I've heard from you. You are not out rapping them. That's just a reality. So, three and a half, strong three and a half for me. Oh, reality, you know what? That's kind of deep, though. Reality. No, no, no. no. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm being, I'm being calm when I say that. R.J. Payne and Ransom is lapping him so far. But then again, I think they're the two best spitters. Wait a they're minute, what? They're the two best, they're the two best spitters in 2021. You know what? Because they're not doing what Conway's doing. They're, they're rapping like every verse matters. They're not taking verses off. R.J. Payne is doing a weekly where he's doing different songs with people, and you can tell he's not taking no time off. Ransom is not taking no bars off. Conway said, when I want to, I could be top three. Well, yes, you definitely ain't rapping with these two dudes right now. you not? Wow. My brother said laughing, though. That's a very laughing watch. That's... All right, man. That's what it is, man. Conway the machine, man. You know the vibes already, man. All right, watch this. Go ahead, man. Speaking of Ransom, um, he tweeted out earlier last week, I believe, um, that him and Pete Rock, the Chocolate Boy Wonder, Paul, I guess he was after that, I guess. I don't know. Um, that him and Ransom, I mean, him and Pete Rock are doing a collaboration project. Obviously, you and I know Rand and Nicholas Craven, for the most part, the last a year and some change over the last two years, part of itself, they've really been locking in when it comes to doing um, a project together. I like this a lot. I'm very happy with this. Listen, P-Rock did joint with Sky Zoo, the Retropolitan. He did the Smoke Dizzle and Benny the Butcher joint, the Statue of Limitation shit, um, the Free Law, the People's Champ joint. I, I like this. I saw people saying, yo, I'd rather hear Ransom and Primo, and I'm like, nah, I'd rather hear the P-Rock because with all due respect, I feel like B-Rock's been dropping more heat than Primo in the last two years. I'm going to keep it funky. I did not like that Primo joint on Buster Rhymes' album. I did, not, I did not like that Primo joint on Conway's last album. But I am here, Watts, for Ransom and PR, man. Talk to me. Uh, this is a dream come true collaboration for me. Ransom is someone who has said, he's responded to me on Twitter, uh, on the Flea Lord Prodigy album, he has a song with Flea Lord, and it's produced by Havoc, and he left Earth with it. And he was like, that was one of, one of, one of his dreams, to get on a song with Havoc. Another one of the all-time great producers of that era was Pete Rock, who has been a great producer for the last 30 years. And 
me and you both know Ransom is going to take this project very seriously. Like, he's not getting in the lab with Pete Rock and treating it like, oh, this is just Pete Rock. He's treating it like he's in the lab with one of the all-time great producers. So to me, there's no way this project can miss. Because I know Ransom is not going to take a bar off. He's not going to take a bar off because he respects Pete Rock. He has high respect for Pete Rock. So the fact that we know he's coming out with a project with Pete Rock, then we know he has a project coming out with Rome Streets. I mean, Ransom is making it very clear. He's making it very clear that 2021, if you are not rapping, rapping, you're not going to be considered. And I already, last year, I already gave him Artist of the Year, Rapper of the Year, Song of the Year. And so far, he's already done that this year. And I'm I'm waiting for someone to take his spot. And guess what? Uh, I don't see that happening if you're coming out with a Chocolate Boy one, the collabo, aka the man who made the album, aka the man who made the album called The Soul Survivor. That three loves. I love that project. I fucking love. You know that shit. He, he and Watson says that because he knows that. Like he knows how much we've gone through that project behind the scenes and just and dissected this project. You know what? I, I agree with everything you said, brother. I am really hyped for this a lot. I believe, like you said, Rand is going to take this very seriously. I think since he's been back outside, he's been so consistent with the bars and the music, and I can't wait to see when him and Pete Rock cook up, man. I mean, this is going to be so dope. I was happy when Sky Zoo linked up with Pete Rock, Retropolitan. I think this is going to be a little fire. And do you agree with me that I'm glad he's linking up with Pete Rock? More than Primo? Am I wrong for that? Uh, you're not wrong, because I agree with you. I believe Pete Rock is more outside in terms of he really wants the pulse of of of, of dope MCing right now. And I'm going to tell you this right now. You get Skazo and you get Ransom back-to-back as your MCs. You, th- that is as dope as you're going to get, because me and you <laughs> love the Retropolitan, and Skazo is yeah. a Dope, dope MC. We've actually argued. We've actually argued on this show about Ransom and Sky Zoo, and how That's funny right. it is they're right. both doing albums with Pete Rock. You That's see, dope. you see, you see how 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 I, the irony in that. We would argue, yo, who's the nicest? Because me and you both are big time supporters of these MCs, and now right. uh, Sky Zoo hits you with the Retropolitan, which was incredible, and. And you and I, you and I, not for nothing, we, on this channel also, I don't think a lot of people spoke about it, but we gave it three, three and a half, I believe. The Smoke Dizzy and Benny the Butcher Statue of Limitations and Pete Rock produced that project. We reviewed I that saw it. I saw it. That was a super dope EP. Um, niggas, yo, niggas got to spin the block back on that project. I'm telling you. Spin the block back on that. On Smoke Dizzy and Benny. Super, super, super dope EP. And so... Uh, Ransom doing a song with P-Rock. All he did was saying, I'm doing something with P-Rock, and everybody hit that up like, whoa. Yeah, it's Because you know what that was? That was a simple, that was a simple, we know who P-Rock is, and if you know who Ran is, then you know, yeah. holy shit. This is, okay. like, this is crazy if this, if, when this happens. This is, this is dope, man. This is going to be dope. And I got to be real with you, man. Um, right now, the way Rand is moving, and this Rome Streets project, which I believe is going to be, I, yo, me and Watson have. Let me let's be clear. Shout out to everybody who talks hip hop out here on these streets. Shout out to all y'all niggas. But I believe PSA Hip Hop and Camp, depending on this Rome Street ransom project, like yo, this going to be one of those ones. 
no there's no disrespect to Spech and Benny, man, but I'm going to be real with you, man. It would not shock me if Rome Street can ransom. I'm feeling that tab bit more than um, Savage Shot Part 2. I think it's taking too long. I think it's taking way too long with Savage Shot Part 2. Way too long. Just way too long. You get know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's, that's what that. Um, Stay in Brooklyn, though, man. My man Sky Sue, who um, is dropping a project called All the Brilliant Things on June 11th, I believe. It's 12, 13, 12 to 13 joints on here, man. Um, guest appearances by, wait for it, Watts. Al Scratch from Illinois. Al Scratch is on this project, my guy. Where are my homies? You got um, DJ the Chicago Kid, Ryan Devon on here. Um, yeah, man, I'm looking, you know, I'm looking forward to this, man. Like, Ransom and Sky Zoo. Like, when these projects drop, my guy, I, these are going to be one, two for me, watch. So, we didn't watch Sky Zoo, because I know you, you recently told me about what Sky Zoo did this um, album cover. And what did I do? I literally went to where he did right. a digital right. cover about, and I actually took a picture of where yes, he was Franklin yes, and Fulker Street. Bed Stuy Brooklyn. So it's going to be very interesting to see what he's saying about this because that's where that's where Bed Stuy's changed. Like that was that's the that's the hard hard. But dude, there's a brand new, just a brand new building there with a brand new food food mart there that you would have never in a, a million years. So I'm trying to figure out if he, is he showing old Bed Stuy to how Bed Stuy looks now. Which is completely different, B. Right. Like, it's not right. the best style of Biggie. I want to tell y'all that. It is not the best style of Biggie. So, I think it's ill that uh, Sky Zoo showed that picture. And you saw it. When I saw that picture, I'm like, yo, dude, I'm going to show you something. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I- I'm definitely going to uh, look forward to the Sky Zoo project. I, I listen, I think Ransom and Sky Zoo are. Uh, Ransom, Sky Zoo, and RJ Payne. Those niggas right there are like some of the most consistent niggas right now in hip hop, in my opinion. Watch, like they're not, taking, like, they're not taking verses off. They're not half-assing any verse. Not they're at putting. All. I mean, for example, R.J. Payne has a song with JoJo Pellegrino and and uh, that's right, it's dope, Shaheem man. the Rugged Child, right? Yeah, that's right, it's dope, dude. And Shaheem the Rugged Child. And to a lot of people, they might not know about JoJo Pellegrino, Shaheem the Rugged Child from the nineties. On and on, you know what I'm saying? When he had the big afro, you know, walking through. But RJ Payne spit on that joint crazy. He went crazy. Um, Y'all saw me. I put up the video of me and the whip listening to RJ Payne. <laughs> oh, my fault. So, so, so the point, I, so, so the guys outside spitting, like put it this way, the boss, the boss set, man. Put it this way, J.I.D. did his job on the on the on the, on the Conway album. I thought he came to rap. I thought he came to rap. And I think I think um, don't get it twisted because what's popular in hip hop, you know, because Young Thug and Little Uzi Vert are doing a song and it trended and everybody's talking about yeah, that about album. Yeah, that ain't yeah. that ain't that ain't spitting, man. That ain't rap, man. Niggas said Big Strong got verse of the year. Niggas are saying. I seen niggas on Twitter saying that yesterday. Yeah, man, come on. That's that's, that's, that's 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 clown talk, man. That's clown talk. You like Sean, though, but you like Big Sean more than... It ain't better than Vance verse on Pride. No, I mean, Vance got five verses this year that's smoking that Big Sean verse, B. Come on. Like, come on. Like, I don't know, man. 
Yeah, but I'm looking forward to Sky Zoo. I'm looking forward to Ransom. Even though it's a slow year in hip-hop, wise, I feel like it's a slow year, my nigga. We're well, here it's in the a slow year. April, it's a man. slow year for the kind of hip-hop you like and listen to. But I will say this. Why would you say it's a slow year when Conway has given us two projects and Benny's given us one project and we're only four months in? You've gotten two, you've gotten three Griselda projects in four, in four months. Oh, those are not Tanner Talks to me. A friend of ours. Okay. okay. I'm just being honest, they're not. I was listening to fucking Jack Powell, El Camino, this morning. I'm listening to the hustle. And, and what did I tell you? And what did I tell you? No, what did I tell you? Different, 2018 is the best Benny rapping. It's from 2018. When you said jackpot, <laughs> jackpot Benny is 2018 Benny. Different Benny. I don't know. I just, you know. But I think it's, it's still a slow year. I would like to see J-Rock, J-Rock drop an album. I would like Kendrick to drop an album. You know what I mean? Um, it wouldn't shock me if Nas come back outside. And then, I don't know. You know, I don't did know. You say Nas? Did you say Nas? Yeah. What about Nas? I would like to hear Nas have another album because I was not a big fan mm. of King's Disease, man. I'm just sorry. I was not a big fan of King's Disease. I'm glad he got a Nas Grammy. got a Grammy for it, brother. This is the most critically acclaimed album in history. He actually got a Grammy for it. He got a Grammy for this, but not Phil Maddie. Go ahead. It was written. All right, cool. But, um, yeah, man. All right. All right. That's, isn't that crazy to you? I think about that for a second. Nas gets a Grammy for King's Disease. But that ain't even his top five, four albums of Nas catalog or five. Is it, I mean, it, 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 it goes to Somatic and Godson. No, come on, come on, come on. No, it's not. Or, and or that means it's not a top five Nas album. That means it's not a top five Nas album. And people love to jump in this bag. Oh, uh, the Nas can't be rapping about what he rapped about then. He, he's growing much. Come on, brother. This ain't better than them. He got five albums better than this. Clear. Clear. And this is just why the Grammys don't matter. They just don't. I mean, they matter to white people. And, you know, listen, when DMX passed away, they tried to be like, Grammy-nominated DMX. Who yeah. ever thinks about DMX and thinks that he was that he was Grammy-nominated? No one thinks that, bro, white people on some dumb stuff. That ain't a hip-hop term. We don't hold that. The Grammy is not a hip-hop The Grammy is not a hip-hop term. Yo, yo, hey, he gets more props for Belly than he does for the Grammy for us. Let's be clear on that. Let me be clear on that. Jesus Christ. Grammy nominated DMX. Are you crazy? Now now you finally can say Grammy winning Nas because y'all were so ashamed that someone who was considered the greatest rapper of all time did not have a Grammy and everybody was like, he's already put out his best classic material. Think about that. He was already put out his best classic work and y'all giving him stuff for this. Come on, man. Stop playing with us, man. Don't play with us with this, man. I feel it was a pity award, but that's neither that's no no shade of Nas, but I'm just being honest, I feel. It was a lifetime achievement award. And when you give lifetime achievement awards, you yeah, take right. it away from albums that actually deserve it. That's what happens when you do stuff like that. But then but then to be fair now on the flip side, you, you might have somebody be like, Yo, I like King of Disease more than um Freddie Gibbs album, Alfredo. I like that shit more than Royce album. You know what I mean? I like that shit more than Jay Z and Jay Electronic album. You know? That's 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 fair. So you might have that. Let me get your take on this. I'm not going to stay too long on this. Um, I I listen to a lot of Wallow 
and Gilly the Kid, right? They, pro- they um, podcast a lot, right? And I just want to I want to get your take on this. They have shout out to Wild and shout out to Gilly. I like what they do over there, right? But I have a little issue, and it's been bothering me for a little while. But I just want to get your take on this, and I see what's going on. Gilly has two kids, right? Um, Mac and Cheese. That's their that's their rap names, right? And they they rap, right? And they're young boys and stuff. Obviously, twenty some years old or whatever. Our kids age stuff like that. Boom. They got a song called Ignore, right? And it's, it's doing real well right now. Ignore, it's doing real well. They got the Ignore Challenge going on on um on Instagram. I see a, a lot of that going on. And Ignore challenges, they ignore it. Like basically, it's self you know self explanatory. Ignore it, right? Everything you ignore. If it ain't money, you ignore it. If she ain't doing this, you ignore it. So boom, and they do it on, on the challenge. But a lot of times, the point I'm trying to get to is Gilly and Wallow at 40 something years old. They always seem to get on the older dudes of hip hop in the sense that old, all these old niggas that be talking hip hop, they don't be showing the youngers no love and everything like that. I guess where I want to go with this, why? Where's the where's the thin line you can show love to the youth? Because is you know they make their music and they love for rap and everything like that. But where's the thin line? The music is not good in our opinion. It's not good to us and it's not coming from eight in part. And maybe it's not for us too. I I do acknowledge that also, right? But I don't think I have to stand and try to diss the older niggas to big up the youth to get them on his side, and that's why I feel. And I ain't saying he's not being he's not being genuine, but I do see because he's trying to he's trying to get his son on, so it's easy for him to say that and do that. And I see him doing that a lot, and it'd be like, so what? Do you, where's, where's the thin line between us showing love to the so, youth? So I'll give you an example. So you know Benzino's daughter's rapping, right? Yeah. And she's like Where's getting popular. Right. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, the rapper's okay. It's not dope to me personally, but you can understand the pride if it's your kid and they're rapping with whatever's considered good for today's generation. So I think Gilly and them was looking at it like, you know, when we was young, the older people were hating on hip-hop. They ain't like it. Turn that off. What's that sound? I mean, I just mm-hmm. saw Biggie's documentary. You know, his mother just did hated hip-hop with a passion. Like, hated it, would not listen to her son's music. And he was, like, one of the greatest rappers ever while he was alive. He was getting those kind of oh, orders. Oh, so, um, um, but it's not only that. My, my grandfather hated hip-hop. He hated it. passion. You know what I'm saying? And I think people, uh, I think Gilly's getting caught up in, in that thinking that all older people are like that. Like, when they're old, they just hate. The young, and, it's, and that's not the case. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's not good, Gilly. Like, you you know yeah. the reality. You know this generation of rapping is different than how the rapping was. I see it also. EK, this is the youth, and I like that. And that's his, and I see him doing that. Like, you see him going to, um, going to people's young boys' studios and giving them right. So, at one hand, I like that. They have dope interviews with Pooh Shiesty and um and them niggas, the baby and stuff. You know what I mean? Money bag yo and all these niggas and shit like that. So I respect it. Um, I just watched um, what's the young boy from Chicago? Who's his young his name? Little Dirk. Little Dirk. No, not Dirk. Not Dirk. The other nigga, G Herbo. G Herbo. Yeah, G Herbo. Mm-hmm. I watch the interviews and shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm I, listen. Let's be real. Watch shoot when niggas don't know. You and I behind the scenes. We're not big on the music, but we are not. Nobody would understand this. But let's put it out there. You and I, behind the scenes, have bigged up the Memphis sound. We talked to you. said me shit. And like, vice versa, you and I talked about 
that, yo, we got to salute Memphis. They doing their fucking thing. You dig what I'm saying? You see what I, I am? I am, I am, I am paying attention to the Memphis sound with the young boys. I'm giving Gucci, I'm giving Gucci so much props for being who he That's is and What's saying. What's the question you asked me about Gucci the other day? Do you, you give Gucci, do you do you give Gucci props for putting all these the young boys on in Memphis? That's, that's what you texted me the other day. Facts. And what did I tell you? You said yes immediately. You yeah. said yes, and and I and let me tell you something. These are young boys. Like Gucci yeah. is not. I mean, these are, these Gucci's dealing with people who could be his kids' age. Mm. Like that's that's how young they are. And right. I and listen. They, the hip hop has always been a youthful driven movement, and these dudes are driving the culture right now. Right. So I, I, right. I, I, I respect it. I'm gonna be clear with you. I respect it. I see it, and I'm just like, wow, look at this movement. Like I respect. I like movements. Me and you love watching the Gina yeah, movement rise. We I love watching it. the Dipset movement rise. Yes. And and, yes. and this movement that I'm watching happen in Memphis, I, I like watching it because it's like, right. yo, this is a real movement. And I like seeing it. Money bag, yo. I see him out here. Pooh I see him on the gram all the time. He just dropped a song with um, Benzino's um, daughter and shit. You know what I'm saying? That's a so big I... look. That is a big look for her. You know what I'm saying? That means she's part of this new wave of new young rappers. But let's, let's, be, know, let's, let's be honest. We do know about Memphis because of um, A-Ball, MJG, obviously. You know what I'm saying? Yes. No, 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 I will say this. Yes, I do know, but I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not someone who is well-versed on the Memphis hip hop scene. I, I, I can, I can say that. Gotti. Yeah, but, but, but these new young boys, little white, but these, these new young boys, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really following them. I'm following one man. Um, I'm following, I'm following Big Scar. You know what I'm saying? Fukiano. Is the NLE from Memphis? I don't know where he's from. Sorry. He's another young boy. He's another he's another young boy. He got that song with Fifty. The first time I seen uh NELE Chopper, uh he had a song with Bad Baby. You know, the white girl, the cash me outside girl. That's the first time I saw him on the track. So, you know. I was like, Oh, this is that same dude who's with her, she's laughing with Fifty? So you know. We know about black youngster. Young Dolph, you know what I'm saying? But I think right now, Pooh Shiesty seem to be from, you know what I'm saying? Your guy, of course, or Pooh Shiesty getting busy out here. I see that. You know what I'm saying? So, but before I wrap it up, though, but do you feel me, though? Because, and I'm saying this also because I feel because Gilly's putting his sons on, which is a great look, what he's doing. I just don't like to try to diss the older niggas and try to make, because I don't think. You mean you diss niggas? We just don't, we don't, we don't listen to it. We don't listen to it. You know what I'm saying? That don't mean we hate What did Karma say? That don't mean that we hate it or some shit like that. You know? So here's the thing. Say for me, young boys, and you rapping, and you rapping like a wrong streets. Gilly, mm-hmm. is, are you going to pick that up? Or do you want them to adapt to what is the, the, the auto-tune harmonizing sound of today? Like, how, how do you want it? What type of youthful hip-hop do you need? Because you can have young people out here who like rap rap. Right, 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 right. Nah, but it, listen, it is great when you see the older dudes embracing the young guy. It is. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it is that. But it, I just don't be like, like oh, the older niggas, we fuck guys, I ain't showing the young boys no love and all this. Are you talking to Joe Budden podcast? I don't know. But Joe ain't going to be trying to do that. But Joe, I ain't going to lie. 
when you be showing young boys love, like I seen you on a pod talking about money bag, yo, it just don't feel genuine, though, Joe. I'm, I'm going to keep it real, man. And then let me just say this. Money bag, money, money, money bag, yo, has been out for a minute. So that's not new. You know, so 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 I'm I'm not giving nobody props if you talk about money back, yo, in twenty twenty one. He been around the block for a minute, man. This ain't he ain't new to this. Um, what's the situation? You might know better than I do. I was trying to get with this story, I'm just trying to see I should have asked you before the show to see if he's on on top of this. Uh, what's going on for you, Lord? Did you have a situation with somebody's daughter or some shit? What's going on? So, you know the album he did? In memory of Prodigy, right? That you love very much, right? Right, right. That I thought was a salute to Prodigy. Well, mm-hmm. obviously, Prodigy's daughter was unhappy with one of the interludes on that album. She was very upset about it. So she made a diss song to Flea Lord about it. Then he tried to eat her out talking about... I tried to sign oh, you. Please. Tried to give you fifty thousand dollars. I was just, I, I was your, I was your father's best friend. So she was like, "What?" So no, she no, was no, let no, me no, find stay, stay right there for a second. Is Lee wrong for doing that? For arguing with his daughter online and putting the business out there, or should he handle it differently in the name of prodigy and being a the father and older head? Um, maybe he doesn't because he feels that he feels that he was Prodigy's best friend during Prodigy's last, and he felt he was the one holding Prodigy down in, in the streets, and she knows that about him. So he's like, and then he, so I understand that aspect, but when he was like, "Yo, I tried to sign you, I tried to give you fifty thousand, uh, he turned it down." Why? I will call your daughter behind the scenes. So, 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 the, so here's the thing: she put out a diss song to him. Yeah. That's a public cool, diss song, so I think cool. that's why that's why he uh that's that's that, that's what happened. What did Cam say? I eat them shits like Scooby Snacks. Say eat that shit like Scooby Snacks, my nigga. Yeah, I don't even I wouldn't even be going back and forth with no child, man. I ain't with all that. Nah, especially with a girl. That's my man's. That's my man's daughter. Like I'm not even gonna do that regardless. <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going in with it. Did you hear? Yeah, so it, it caught everybody. It caught everybody by off guard. Yeah, I heard it. Your thoughts? I was shocked. Like, holy, she's talking about Flea Lord. So that, it was more that I'm knowing every bar she's spitting is about him. So I was just like, the whole the whole situation is just not a good look for the memory of Prodigy. Mm. And, and she could have probably handled it differently also, sister. Honestly, young, young, young and you could have handled that differently, though, little mama. You could have called him if you had a discrepancy or what did you like of an intro, or ask him to take it out, or some shit like that, you know what I mean? I don't know. So, yeah. that's kind of wild. <laughs> that's crazy, son. Wow. Woo. What's popping on the hip-hop watch? Did you see Quando Rondo interview with Angela, Angela E? No, I saw it, but I didn't I didn't click on it. Yeah, I clicked on it, and shit. It's telling this story about the... King Von situation and shit. I know that. And one thing I I know people don't want to hear this, and I, I like King Von, but Von coming out the whip that day and doing setting it off without letting people know is they can't do that, man. You just can't. You know, it is what it is, man. All right, people, Von, though, man. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go ahead, my dad. 
Appreciate your time, my D. My man, I say cannabis, man. You say what, my nigga? Uh, a shock to the system in 1997. A complete shock to the system on what I thought lyricism would sound like. And I'm going to say something that's going to fuck everybody's head up. Me and three were listening to cannabis in 1997. Mm-hmm. But I want y'all to think about who was outside and who had music out in 1997. Big's album was in rotation in 97. Um, Wu-Tang Forever album was in rotation in 1997. Jay-Z dropped volume one in 1997. So some of the, uh, the firm album dropped in 1997. So some of my favorite MCs of all time had new music out in 1997. So, so the question I ask you three is, how was cannabis able to stand out as a lyricist when all these great MCs who were in their prime were outside rapping that same year? What made him stand out while all those other MCs were still putting out music? That's a good question. I think that the thing with him was, he came off in the tail end of coming off a hot verse, right? So if you look at Cannabis' story, you're rapping with Redman, A-plus, and Lost Boys, right? And you're rapping with those guys. And me and you, watch. we only know about those guys. We know about A-plus. We know about Lost Boys. And obviously, Funk Doc, right? Reggie Noble, right? Boom. We had this nigga Cannabis, and he let him. Here's, here's the thing what I, what I want to ask you, watch. I would love to know the studio session when Because why did they make Cannabis ride out so long. Like we spoke earlier we spoke about um Conley's project and how they let Shorty rap rap for, for a while long, right? What was it about cannabis that they were like your fam? Your obviously the Lost Boys knew that their song. They knew this nigga was nice. So why was it they let Mr. Cheeks and them let him get that off for mad long? On this me song? and Mr me and Mr. Cheeks a plus a funk doctor hit it, hit a suey chopper, and then here we helicopter. Yo, let me tell you something, man. Cannabis's Beats from the East verse is a hip-hop moment to me. Yeah. It, it, is a, it is a standout hip-hop moment, and this is where it's going to throw everybody off. So DJ Clue comes out with a mixtape, right, and he plays Beats from the East. And after Beats from the East goes off, he lets cannabis kick a freestyle oh over God. 97 mentality by Capadonna. I'm going to tell you this. That is a rare that. moment in my hip-hop life where I was completely overwhelmed by lyricism and how nice an MC was. I, I it, it, it blindsided me. I was like, how can an MC be this nice? Now, here's the thing people are not understanding. Life After Death and Wu-Tang Forever are still in rotation. This is summer 97. So we hear big. We hear how big is rapping. We hear Ghost and Ray and Mess. We hear Ghost on Impossible, right? We hear how they rapping. So my question to you is, you hear me, though. You hear me what you just said, though. Can I answer your question? I think what, it's funny how you word, how you're saying this, right? I believe, bro, that all those groups you're talking about, they were kind of established already, right? So if I look at Cannabis coming off the Lost Boys joint, then he jumps into the mixtape era with Clue and all these other niggas. 
what saved him was is he's so dope, he's rapping off other niggas' beats. So let me ask you back to your question, to pass the ball back to you. Did it help cannabis that he was so nice in rapping off other niggas' ill beats that he was rapping off? That the anticipation to him more and more was based off him rapping off other niggas' beats before the beat with LL we'll against around a minute, but just based off that, 97 mentality, and came one of these artifacts beat and all that shit. Um, so he does that DJ Clue freestyle. This is a true story. I'm on a, I'm on the A train, come home from work, and I'm playing it. And this dude sitting next to me works at Bad Boy. He's an intern at Bad Boy. He told me. He was like, yo, that's that cannabis freestyle from that clue? He was like, yo, man, I can't stop listening to it. I'll be rewinding it over and over again. So this is, we, I'm not lying to you guys. If you knew the importance of a clue tape, cannabis was the MVP on a clue tape. On this clue tape, it had Hoodlum with Mob Deep and uh oh, and Rakim. It had it had uh Tragedy Gaddafi and Iman Dog, two confessions. Like this was classic clue tape. Cannabis lyrically stood out. That freestyle, um, fly around the earth. <laughs> Yo. That shit we had rap city shit we got I should have got um said what the nigga said. I said, set the, set the, da, 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 da. ah, what's the first that cannabis had, my nigga? I'm saying, oh, none of y'all get, okay, none of y'all got the balls big enough to battle. I go on and on like Erica Badu, hundred times, nice is the best is, twice as arrogant as KRS is. First of all, you don't impress me. You can't tell me an MC so ill. I got AIDS. Yo, my man, I'm going to tell you this right now. I smack cannabis and trying to suck a dick through a condom. Yo, yo, the first of all, his beats from the think about it, his beats from the East, he body bagged my favorite MC of the decade of the 90s, Redman. Mm. This blew my mind. And I'm telling you right now, his 97 mentality freestyle, if you hearing it for the first time, is one of the greatest hip-hop feelings you could yeah. ever have. Because we heard it in complete Amazing. Yo, do we remember when you first heard that verse? You was like, what the fuck? He stood out, my nigga. He stood out. He stood out. Then Tony Touch comes comes out with the 50 man freestyle and then Canvas raps over the um one of the hold on time I talking about. One of my favorite mixtapes of all time. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's put it in perspective. Let's put it in perspective. Big L is alive, and on that same tape, Big L is rapping over the Ten Crack Commandments. Yes, and he puts the five mic verse. And, and Big L puts the five mic verse. Guess what? Cannabis spits over the um, freaky new remix. Yes. But see, the... so answer my question, and nigga, did it save him that he's rapping up all these beats we're talking about? It's not How saving him because happened? here's why it's not saving him. That's what makes. Tragedy and Cam was doing when they was rapping over other people's feet. No, no, come out. So come out. So come out. MCs do that. MCs rap over beats. So it wasn't that that he rapped over beats, so it made it different. He wasn't the only MC who rapped over other people's beats. No, no, come on. Sure, that's my question. What made him stand out? And this is what I'm trying to explain to people. Big L is on the same mixtape spinning his verse off of Ten Crack Commandments. Cannabis is on his verse spinning over freaking you. Cannabis is on a song with Red Man 
body bagging him. Later on that year, Cannabis is on Common's album, body bags him. Cannabis is on the firm album with AZ. Out raps him. So the fact of the matter is, we heard we heard cannabis with the best MCs in the game, and he was going either bar for bar with them or having the better verse. So that's what threw us off. Like think about this. I knew niggas that I knew niggas that wrote bars because of cannabis. He influenced a lot of niggas I knew. And that's the thing I don't think people understand. This is the thing I think people understand. Cannabis had this impact with no album and no song. Wait, 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 wait. And no song. There was no song. It was literally verses. So do you understand that he has verses that are just hip-hop history book verses, as far as I'm concerned? And, and the thing about it is he did it in the era with all the, all the MCs who we think is the greatest. They was here. Like, let me ask you a question. You heard where I'm from, right? You heard it. We did, oh. Jay, Jay, we heard all of this, right? So then explain why is cannabis still standing out as an MC when all these dudes are spinning classic material? I just think that him rapping on these beats, man, the shit he was saying, I just think he just stood out for the shit he was saying, man. That's the only thing I can think about it now, going back to the time machine. Like the shit he was saying was just like, Jesus Christ, Dog, I felt like nobody was spitting like him, man. That's fucking crazy to say that. Like you said, when Big is outside, Pun is outside, like all these niggas, Mason, all these niggas are outside. Pun is alive, dropping me and you have it. Not you ain't the killer. You ain't the killer's out. You ain't the killer's out. Pun is here. That's the greatest ever. Pun is alive. DMX is here. We hear these dudes. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think Pun was taught, like, I didn't think Pun was way nicer than um, Cannabis. What do you mean way nicer? In, 19, in, in 1997, Pun didn't have an album out. So I didn't think Pun was nicer than Cannabis at all. It was 1997. Pun had no... And, and as much as I love nature... I think Pun was better than Cannabis in 1997. I think Pun was better than Cannabis. I didn't think... I saw Cannabis... When I heard cannabis, the nicest MC I heard, and I just thought, um, it was so. Then this is what really, this is what really came to me. When he January 1998, he's in the, he's in he's at Funk Master Flex with um, mm. Noriega and DMX. Mm. He just he he just he was the MVP by Good. far. Like, by far, Nori tried to leave the cipher. Nori had no business being in that cipher. Let me be clear when I say this. Noriega had no business being in a cipher with DMX and Cannabis. Big Pun, Big Pun is downstairs banging on the door like, let me in, let me upstairs. And Hot 97 would not let Big Pun up. No, I'm not talking about the table. John Ford table's not there. I'm not talking about that time. I'm talking about when they were up at Hot 97. You can see it on YouTube. You can listen to it. I remember listening to it live. DMX said this. Cannabis holds it down forever. Cannabis holds it down forever. And the reason why that messed up with the DMX, because when we saw one of DMX's interviews with Fat Man School, what did he say about cannabis? He big that nigga big time, son. He big that nigga big time. He big that nigga. 
And you and know, because you know, DMX gonna be giving kudos to a lot of niggas. So when DMX give you kudos, you know it's coming from a genuine place. It was coming from a genuine place because DMX is a battle MC. That's what he is, man. I know what battle rap is today. Y'all are like, oh, no, no, no. But DMX is the quintessential 90s battle MC, right? And he was up there. He heard it. They went back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Um, So that's that's the question. Cannabis stood out with the greatest rappers of all time was outside putting out music. And his verses, we still went to that. Like, explain why you would go play Cannabis' verses on them songs I just mentioned while all this other stuff was outside. Yeah, and them shit's on repeat, and I treated them like songs. Let's be clear on that. Like, them shit's were heavy rotation. I made the jazz face. I just thought he was dumb nice. I can't wait to hear his album. The anticipation for his album is something crazy, crazy, crazy. He's one of the few guys that I can remember, like, yo, dogs, when this nigga drops, I don't give a fuck what I'm doing. I have to run to the store and get that. He's one of those things I have to run to the store and cop with. Let me tell you, it was another story that's crazy. Killer Priest was on Doggy Diamond's uh, podcast, and and Doggy Diamond asked him, he said, is it true that Cannabis was battling the entire Wu-Tang Clan, and uh, they they had to run and go get you? He said, yes, it's true. Killer Priest confirmed that cannabis basically ate the entire clan up, and everybody was there. That was there. Meth was there. Uh, uh, Killer Army. Like, he said everybody was there. And he said cannabis, there was in a parking lot, and he was barring everybody death. RZA was standing there like, what the fuck? Everybody was like, get Priest. Y'all got to get Priest. Think about that. Yo, all my people saying, they like, yo, you got to get Priest. Not, that shit is not... I'm not surprised at this story at all. Like I'm, I, I'm actually visualizing what you're saying right now. No, no, no. But, but, but Killer Priest, remember, I always read about it about the story. But to hear Killer Priest was like, "Yeah, they came to get me." And was like, he said, "Deck." He said specifically, "Deck is standing here while Cannabis is vomiting." And you see Deck just nodding his head, listening, like, "Yo, this nigga nice." And the way Killer Priest was explaining, it, he was like, "Yo, you had to see Deck's face while Cannabis is vomiting at everybody." You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, wow. So, Cannabis is really one of the, with no album and no song, this man impacted hip-hop in a major way in my life. A major way. With no album, no song. Big time. And then, we fast forward to 4321 with um, Redman, Method Man, um, DMX, and LL Cool J. And obviously, the mic on the arm. What's your take on the mic on the arm thing? What was your take on that when we when hell, at the hell, time hell. I, I don't even know how I felt about it at the time when it was when it was at at that time. Hell, hell, I was wrong. Shark biting was, was, was shark biting. Hell, wrong. A hundred percent wrong. Cannabis idolized him. Cannabis was a fan of his, and cannabis saw LL had a mic tattoo on his arm. LL is his idol. LL is one of his pop heroes. I know y'all hate hearing this, but all y'all favorite rappers of the 90s, man, they idolized and worshipped LL. So let me do they top five. They name everybody. What LL? Hey, Lonnie. Huh? Do niggas hate that, though? What? You said a second ago, I know you niggas hate, hate when, like, basically saying, um, you give LL love like niggas hate to give LL love. Is, is that what? Yeah, they, they, they do like to give LL love wow, because they don't. that's crazy. 
Because they don't when they all grew up worshiping him. I can't do that. I can't. That love's a legend. I'm sorry. Bella's a fucking goat. I'm sorry. I know, but, you, but when people do their top five, do they say his name? Who says his no, name when they do his no, top no. five? They never no, say that. No. Yeah, yeah. Every last one of them know. What ever can you go back to when hip hop and LL wasn't outside and you ain't know his music and you um, wasn't listening to? Come on, I know me and Watson have not done an appreciation for LL Cool J, but guess what? If you go to our '80s list of rappers in the '80s and top rappers in the '90s, both those shows will tell you how much we fucking appreciate LL Cool J. This is, I know this is a cannabis appreciation, but I got to make sure I throw that out there, man. You know what I'm saying? So here's the thing. Cannabis idolized LL, looked up to LL. So he see, he's in the studio with LL, and he's like, yo, he wants to get an arm tattoo. So on the rhyme he wrote, he was like, yo, LL, let me get that, let me, let me, let me borrow that arm tat. And LL looking like he was dissing him. Because LL, let's to, to, to be fair, LL is a battle MC himself. So LL probably felt this young boy trying to come at the GOAT, and, you know, the rest is history. Was, hold on. Was LL being sensitive and took out a pocket or the LL? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Smoke yes. that was not there. Yes. Yes. He, he, there was no smoke there, man. It was a it was a young MC who's in the presence of his idol. Cannabis has no song, no cannabis has no song, no song out. He's just it's just right. word of mouth that he's this LMC that everybody works with. He's on the Firm oh, album, he's on Common album, he's on the Lil yeah. album. Like so, so by the way, the industry's messing with him now. You know what I'm saying? Like the industry's like, yo, let's get this dude. He's yeah. So, so I look like, yeah, let me get this dude. This dude is ill. He's like one of the nicest up and coming. So then L got sensitive for no reason. The dude idolized you, L. Give me a break. <laughs> um, hold on, real quick. The song 4321, you and I always love talking about collaboration joints. I know we talk about Headbanger a lot. We talk about Rampage or EPMD and LL. A, a, a lot of collaboration songs we can talk about. Where's four three two one for you? I know people talk about bad from TV, but they never go four three two one. Four three two one. Four three two one. Four three two one is under band from TV. Headbangs and Symphony. To me, it's not on that same level of those three songs I just named. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, cannabis. The, the LL. Now hold on. LL taping the conversation with cannabis. What was your take on that? That's some queen shit. You queens niggas seem to love doing that shit, a la 50 Cent with Young Buck and LL with Cannabis. And um, What was your take on that, though? Cannabis want to battle while I'm picking them up. Fuck the car. The coroner's picking them up. Yeah, Boo-Boo had to jump in there, too. Boo-Boo had to jump in there, too, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, had, he had to throw Cannabis in there. That's, that's to show you the impact Cannabis had. Because 50 was talking about him on how to romp. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this really impacted hip-hop, man. Like, there's no ifs, ands, moans about it. The way people look at him now is a joke, is a weirdo, is a space alien, is a dude who pulled out a rhyme book, and he's, like, being clowned. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to quote Swiss Beats. Swiss Beats was asked about that. Swiss Beats say, yo. I'm not going to remember Cannabis the way y'all clowning him. It was on Vlad. Listen, I'm going I'm to I'm remember him as that ill MC who came and just shook the hip-hop. Because he shook the hip you got to understand, nobody, no up-and-coming rapper says it's on the firm album. 
producer for Dr. J and the Trackmasters? You know the politics that have to get you on an album like that? These are the two most popular, biggest producers in the game. You're on Common Album. You, you, L's calling you on the thing. There's a bidding war for you. Everybody wants you. Uh, Wasp is still a big dog in hip-hop at the time. A big dog. And Wyclef wanted to expand like his musical all. sound. No, no, I, I understand I, that, but I'm just saying. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, no, tell me. No, no. Wyclef Alliance. I, I like agree with you. I agree with you, but I'm highlighting the fact that in 1987, Wyclef was still a top dog in, 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 in hip-hop. He was a top person. He had power. And he wanted everybody. The point I'm trying to make is everybody wanted a piece of cannabis based on his right, rhyming. Right. That's all I'm saying. Agree, agree. So if I could rewind the clock, mm-hmm. I would have told cannabis. If I'm mm-hmm. his manager, if I'm Charles Sweet of the group home, you know the the, the Lost Boys crew. I'm yeah. saying, yo, my man, the cannabis, the, the walk left move ain't the move you're gonna do. We put you with, we put you with, we put you with, AKC. Nas would have been the Nas would have been great. You should have been in the firm. Cannabis should have been in the firm. You're already on the firm album. Put him on the album. Someone said put him on the album. But I'm saying he needed, this is what Cannabis needed. He needed Havoc, Primo, T-Rock, Buckwild type beats. And he needed to be rapping with the great MCs of that time, now, like he was doing. Now, at the time when we heard LL's verse, what was your take on LL's verse on 4G? I had no idea it was going to cannabis. I had no idea it was going to cannabis. So, Shame on you niggas act like at the time when it was in, in go time and do time. I had no idea, man. I never. I never knew. Because he took cannabis off the song. So I didn't know. I didn't know. I had no idea. And then when second round knockout came out, that's when I learned everything. Remember, there's no internet around that. There's internet, but like nobody really had it, and so you just didn't know. You had to wait till the songs came out, wait till rap pages came out. You know what I'm saying? Wait till Hey, let me give y'all another. <laughs> the first double XL that ever came out, Elliot Wilson, Cannabis was on the cover. That first episode ever. The first issue ever, cannabis on the cover. They did a double cover. One cover had R. Kelly on it. The other, the other, the other cover had cannabis. So just think about that. To launch a hip hop magazine, they put cannabis on the cover. A famous source magazine cover. Remember the one that had cannabis DMX on the cover? Yeah, that famous source yeah. cover. Yeah, so, so the point is, man, this man really impacted hip-hop. I'm never going to let none of you guys try to act like this dude was a clown. He was some guy who pulled out a notebook who can't battle rap. He's weird. All that stuff y'all want to say about him, I don't. Anybody who says that about him, I don't respect y'all, and that proves y'all wasn't outside. Because right. you can take that proves you wasn't outside. I, it's dicey because on one end, I understand what you're saying. I, I don't look like his legacy does not mean anything to me about him pulling a rhyme book out against his athlete. Yeah, it's in his story, but do I look, do I, does that mean, I already had cannabis in one of my favorite MCs already. I think if anything, watch, if anything, what hurts his legacy, if people want to go in that bag, is the fact that maybe his album did not live up to what it should have been because people probably, people felt that he had, had it in him to drop an Illmatic. Why, Clef, I, 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 I believe, 
I believe he had the um, the lyrical ability to drop an Elmatic. He did not have the right guidance, and he did not have the right producers. You sometimes you need guidance as an MC. You need guidance. You need guidance. Every New York, every hot New York nigga coming out had a primo beat. That was like a must. I don't know how Cannabis has a first album. Not even B Rock. I'm going primo. Why is no primo on this on this product on this album? Do you understand that why Clef and Jerry wanted to produce that album? They wanted yeah. to be the they wanted to be the ones to get credit for cannabis. They wanted it to be yeah, this is our we're gonna be the ones to do it. And guess what? They 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 failed so bad that hip hop the hip hop community never gave him a, a chance to, to recover from that. They just never gave him a chance to recover. And it didn't help that you want MTV dressed up like the, the Tin Man with a silver pen in the face. Okay. Because that, that, that let us know oh. that you were a super. That let us know that you were a super. That's weirdo. Let me give you another cannabis fact to let y'all know how, how dope cannabis is. Eminem oh, stepped to cannabis and said, Cannabis, I want you to be on my first album. Mm-hmm. And cannabis. And cannabis and cannabis feud. I don't know you, dog. Yeah, I know you first. Just being very weird. Like people do not understand cannabis's impact. Every rapping MC in hip hop wanted to fuck with him, and they all respected him. They all my respected nigga, him. I know niggas that want to rap because of this man. I kid you not, my nigga. Because of cannabis, like I mean, he's picking the pen and pad because of this nigga. I mean. Think about him being lyrical, miracle, but having the aggression. So when he says, I speak in frequencies, dogs will have trouble hearing. Cannabis is the lyrical version of German engineering. Let me tell you how real that line is, because I don't think people to this day understand how real that line is. German engineering, first of all, y'all do know what German engineering is. Y'all like forests. When y'all talk about forests, what y'all talking about? Y'all talk about them benzes, right? Y'all talk about them benzes, right? But, but it's even iller than that what he meant. The Germans created the rocket ships. Like, their technology, yo, I don't even want to get deep with it, but it was such an ill line. You know, raw metaphors, keep you high for months, fly around the earth twice without refueling once, ain't too many categories I could fit in when it comes to spitting because I'm overqualified for the position. Yo, my man, it blew me. Yo, I'm telling you right now, it blew me away. It blew me away, brother. It blew me away. That nigga was dumb nice, man. Dumb nice. I know the battle thing. I didn't care about that shit, man, because he was just so dumb. Man, nothing, and, and here's the thing. When you hear people say cannabis was this and cannabis not nice, all they're saying is that I wasn't old enough to know what was going on in 97, 98, 99. That's all that's saying. Because you can't live 97. Like, do you remember his song, 100 Boss? Oh, my on the, God. On the cool tape? Yo, hey, I'm retarded. I'm, wait, I'm retarded. I did like I'm retarded. I think he had a song called I'm like, you know, So here's the thing. I didn't hate cannabis' album. I didn't hate it. Three and a half. Three and a half. But yeah. here's the disappointment. When I'm expecting Illmatic and I get three and a half, the industry never forgave me for that. Never yeah. forgave me for that. that never forgave me for that. Cover from that but you know, and the thing is, that's crazy, though, because sometimes niggas' first albums will be hitting. And I don't understand how he could have recovered from that. He could have. And this is the thing that threw me off. I bought his second album, and I really liked it. 
I like the second album, the one with Rakim. That was alright. It was alright. It was alright. I liked it, and and and, right. and it was completely different from his first yeah. album. But nobody gave him yeah. a chance. Nobody gave him a chance because here's the thing: he was rapping on it. You can't say he wasn't rapping. He was rapping on yeah. his second album. You know what I'm saying? And um, I yeah, like the second album, man. You know what I'm talking about? I like the second. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. I like the second album a lot. It was not no three and a half to me because the first it was better than the first album, and the first you album was three and a half to me. You give it some more than four? No, but it was better. It was better than the first album. It was clearly better than the first. He was rapping. Like so, I just you can't listen to the second album and say. But my nigga, four listen after four mics is that a big margin, my guy? My saying. point is this: the culture turned his back and would never give him a second chance. The dude was a rapper to me, man. Yeah, he's I rapper, absolutely he's rapper, rapper, that second album. And you know what I'm saying? So nice, man. Yep. That nigga was so nice, B. I'm not gonna hold you, man. That nigga said, "I blur your vision like slow set of speeds on a camera." Get up in your ass like colon cancer. Like, that nigga was saying some old wild shit, man. So, salute to cannabis, man. PSA Hip Hop, y'all know the vibes, man. Why take us home, my G? PSA Hip Hop, the home of Zach Randolph. Why is home of Zach Randolph, though? Michigan State, freshman year, Final Four. Yeah, former Nick. Um, Izzo. Tom Izzo. Yeah, Tom Izzo, Tom Izzo. Memphis. One, 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 of the, one of the, um, can we say, um, one of the niggas that, like, you slapped, slapped the shit out of you? <laughs> like, Zach Randolph. Like, dogs. This, you know, Boogie, he ain't scared of nobody, though. But I've seen Zach Randolph bullies um, Boogie, man. I've seen that. It's on the internet. It's on YouTube. This yeah. is a true story. You feel me? Man, I love for Zach Randolph. Now, mind you, mind you, you know that was Young Boogie versus <laughs> Zach Randolph. Yeah, 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 fair enough. Fair so, so, you know, even Young Boogie was like, hold on, shit, this man, niggas about to slap the shit out of me. We <laughs> 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 both, left-handed. We say hip-hop, the home of Zach Randolph, left-handed, self-touch. And I'm not talking about Jermaine O'Neal. I'm talking about Zach Randolph. And Jermaine O'Neal was left-handed too, B. Jermaine O'Neal was left-handed too, B. Speaking of Jermaine O'Neal, how did I know the Knicks were going to draft him in the O? They were going to draft him in O.T., but they didn't draft him, though. But he, he thought he was going to the Knicks in that 96 draft. I actually watched that, that um, little documentary. Had. I actually liked it a lot. Like John Wallace sitting in the green room looking like Aaron Rodgers did when Green Bay took Mad Long to get him and shit. John Wallace is not a good NBA player, though. Let's keep it tall. He just wasn't. Uh, he wasn't. Uh, um, Joel Embiid MVP, my guy. You hear me? I got Joel Embiid as the. That's a fact, nigga. Okay. <laughs> I think you. Are you jacking that? Or are you are you not? You not jacking that? I don't. I don't jack media narratives. That are just ridiculous. The media narrative. The numbers don't lie. What's the media? The media narrative is Joker winning the MVP. Are you kidding me? So, so who's your MVP then, Mr. Um, I'm not following the media term, media policy? I'm, 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 I'm not following the media term. And, 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 okay, let me ask him. What are you saying that's not been said on first take? Max so, Kellerman just said Max Kellerman just said it on first take. Well, let me the MVP because he had 39 points against the Nets. So the man doesn't play for, two, for almost two months. The man doesn't play for almost two months. 
The man doesn't play for almost two months, and then he comes back, scores 39 points, and then the next day, oh, Joel Embiid's my MVP. And then three. Oh, Joel Embiid's my MVP. Come on, man. Come on, man. Wait, Stop playing with me. Wait, wait, come on, come on. Has he not been playing like four or five games now, right? Right? He's averaging like 34 in the last four games. Why? Are you kidding me? The nigga came back and hasn't missed a beat yet. MB Brooklyn, MB the Clippers. So what are we talking about? That's what I'm. So what are we talking about? All right. So give so give him MVP, brother. Give him MVP, nigga. Who's not? The nigga ain't played enough games. The nigga was out for damn near two months. Who's the MVP, Watts? Joker. Joker. You look like a Joker. You look like a Joker, man. You see my next last night, Julius Randle. Put some respect to my son, Julius Randle. Uh, wait a minute. Have I? Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He should have gave up his. Uh, he should have gave up his uh, all star spot. Who? Julius Randle. Why? Because Ice Trey was supposed to get that spot. The Ice Trey. Nah, fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Don't the fuck he was it. Don't the fuck he was. Dogs. My son is averaging 23, 10 boards, and 6 assists a game. Let me scroll down again for you. 23, 10, and 6. Can I, can I give you those numbers? And the Greek freak is averaging 29, 12. And you won't even acknowledge that the man is alive. <laughs> you will not acknowledge. Wait a minute. You won't acknowledge that the Greek freak is alive. His team has a better record than your Knicks. And he's averaging 29, 12. And you won't even acknowledge that he's alive. I would, I would definitely acknowledge, but he has a better supporting cast, does he not? And he's, he's got a back to back. You really think they're gonna give it back to back to back to this nigga? That's not how we know that's not happening. And once again, so someone's gonna get it who doesn't deserve it. So are you saying the Greek freak deserves it? Yes. Over Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid hasn't played. If Joel Embiid, if Joel Embiid was not injured, Joel Embiid would clearly oh, be the front I runner. This is about. I know what this is about. Now I get it. You want the stinking ass Nets to win, so this is okay. I get it now. You hate Philly right now. I get it. My bad. On itself. Because Ben Simmons is talking trash, and you're worried about if he's gonna try to shut down Kyrie. That's worried about. Yo, my man. Let me let me let me let me say this I'm now. You know Ben, ben Simmons. You know Ben Simmons is a fucking joke, right? Because obviously you didn't see the game. Kyrie was fun in that nigga. Kyrie turned everybody. Kyrie turned everybody that they threw his way like it was light. I am now. This is my. This is my call. If the if the Philly series go more than five games, I don't know nothing about basketball. Ah, uh, you go talking tough. There you go. If the Philly series go more than five games, I know nothing about basketball. Because everybody, there's three players. There are three players on Brooklyn that are better than Joel Embiid. Three. There are three players on Brooklyn that are better than Joel Embiid right now. The margin is not, the margin is not that big, though. And, 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 and let me just say another thing. And the reason why you said it all Joel Embiid is more injury-prone than all those gentlemen you just spoke about, number one. So it's easy to say that. You want injury prone and Kyrie ben Simmons will not be a factor. If you want to see somebody get exposed for the player they are, for all this, I should be the defensive player of the year. And if you had to vote, you'd probably vote Ben Simmons because that's the media narrative. That's <laughs> you want to see somebody who is trash defensively? Listen to the words of music. Ben Simmons is trash defensively. No, now, guess when you find no, out he's not trash. Guess when you find out he's trash. Guess when you find out he's trash. 
when niggas that's what I you gonna see. I'm not letting you get that off. I'm not letting you get that off on a young man. Shut his trash. Wait till they play Brooklyn. Wait till, you know, now, okay, watch your see. Who you going to put him on three? I'm listening. Who you going to put Ben Simmons on three? Um, so you know, basically, you have to switch him on all three guys, right? Oh, man. Those... Okay, okay. Well, guess what? They're going to have fun. They're going to have so much fun. fun. Especially on pick and roll and switching and all that. I mean, come uh-huh. on. Uh-huh. So let me ask you something. When he gets switched up on Kyrie, is Kyrie going to be like, oh, God, I get to get the ball up. Oh, is Kyrie going to get the ball up? Wait, wait. Is Harden going to get shook? No. Is KD going to get shook? No. Okay. You're going to find out that he's the most overrated defensive player in NBA history. He's not overrated defensively, though. Why? 100% overrated. Overrated. Come on, my nigga. He's not overrated. Yo, he's also campaigning for the MVP, for the defensive player of the year. And he's campaigning for it because he didn't even know he was in it until the media narrative was like, oh, since Philly's winning games, let's see. Um, so wait a minute. If Joel Embiid is the MVP and – Ben Simmons is the defensive player of the year. So what does that make Doc Rivers? It happened in Philly before. So what does that mean? So what does that mean with Doc Rivers? What does that mean with Doc Rivers? Doc can get coach of the year also. Yo, so Shaq averaged 34-15 in the finals against Matumbo. But that's not a playoffs recognition, though, when you get defensive for what you did in regular season once. Oh, 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 so now it's regular season awards. Okay, now we got to the regular season. It is definitely a regular season award. A playoff, a playoff award. And that's the case. Derrick Rose got fucking MVP at 2011. How do you think Russell Westbrook has been playing lately in the last 10 games? He's played good, but his team is trash. What do you mean he's played good? What does that mean? Because people who don't know, they just say good. What, what does that mean? His numbers have been spectacular. But the wins loss aspect of it, uh, uh, it then uh, isn't it? Hold on, how many teams go to the bubble once? Twelve teams, right? Eleven yep. teams. If you, if you, you want to hear something, I'm scared of Washington. If Brooklyn plays them, I'm scared. Oh, get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here! I'm more scared. Day, Wait, listen, I'm That's more scared of Washington than I am um, Philadelphia. You saw. You know what? You sound you sound you sound crazy. And let me tell you why. That's let me tell bullshit. you why. That's just because because Washington Washington has two players that can match. Guess what? Because Washington because guess what? Last time Washington played. Last time Washington. Oh yes, they do. Yes, they do. Russell Westbrook dropped forty. Russell Westbrook dropped forty and change. Bradley Beal dropped thirty nine. The last time they played Brooklyn. Brooklyn can't guard these two guys, and they both know it. Russell Westbrook is motivated anytime he plays against Kevin Durant. He's highly motivated. You and I both know this. I am, and, and by the way, in case you didn't know, the leading scorer in the NBA is still Bradley Beal. Just just to put that in perspective, um, Steph Curry's on a thirty-point-a-game scoring streak, right? And he's still not the leading scorer in the NBA. It's still Bradley Beal. Bradley Bill, I'm afraid of Bradley Bill because Although nobody on Brooklyn can guard him. Shit with it. No, nobody, nobody can guard Bradley Bill. Score a title means nothing to me. 
They mean nothing to me. Scoring title. I know you sound like Stephen A. Smith. Westbrook, I don't care what you do. Westbrook, your stats don't mean nothing to me. So what? Yeah, that's how Stephen A. Smith sounds. And that's why I say, and that's why I say you take media narratives and you really go with that shit. Well, and nigga, I didn't watch that first take. I didn't even watch first take. I'm telling myself. It doesn't matter. I care what's in the fucking right. Playoffs. And guess what? And, and Stephen A. Smith said the about. same exact thing you said. I'm telling you what Stephen A. Smith said. He said after Russell Westbrook had one of these amazing triple doubles, he said, "I don't give a damn." Stephen A. Smith is funny, um, but I, I, if, if Stephen A. said that, I agree with him though. Wait, wait, what do you mean if Stephen A. Smith? I'm telling you, you said it. Why are you saying if Stephen A. Smith said it? It was uh, a big I, deal. Wait, tell me, tell me. It was a big deal. They talked about it on the jump. Well, Different shows right, right, had to right, talk right, about right. it. You're right. You're right. It was a big deal. I forgot about that. It was a big deal. It was. But I agree with him, though, once. On that thought. I thought it media narrative. I could agree with media and not be a narrative. I, I, that media narrative word is so bullshit. Now, here's yeah, another yeah. media narrative. Here's another media narrative. Here's another media narrative. Brooklyn Nets are the most hated team by players and everybody else. You want me to give you another media hating ass nigga, Charles Barkley? <laughs> I don't care who wins the championship as long as it's not the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Dr. J, the Brooklyn Nets are buying the championship. Dr. J, the Brooklyn Nets are buying the championship. Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley. I don't care who wins the NBA championship as long as it's not the Brooklyn Nets. I like the honesty, um, though. Um, Shannon um, Sharp. appreciate the honesty. That's hate. That's hate. That's not Charles Barkley. Yeah, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp. You lied, made up a fake quote about KD, <laughs> and yet when KD called you out, you blocked him. When KD called you out, you blocked him. You made a fake quote on the end of the one to two. Y'all go into the rooms of millions of people every morning reading that KD said. Come on, man. So to me, I'll tell you this right now. Everybody who likes basketball, y'all going to hate me when Brooklyn was a championship. Because I'm going to talk about it every I'm going to talk about it every day. There's not a day that goes by after Brooklyn wins the championship that I don't talk about it. And I'm going to make whoever's talking to me relive it. You're going to have to relive that championship every day you talk to me. Get the fuck out of here, nigga. You're going to shit with your fuck ass. Get the fuck out of here, nigga. You're shit. They try to relive this shit. The fuck out of here. Media narratives. I mean, that's such a... That is a cornball. Media narratives. What's the media we gonna be narratives? On, we going to be on, we gonna be on the parkway. We're going to be from the Grand Army Plaza, man. Remember this? Remember you saying all this, right? <laughs> all right, man, this is what I love about this show. This tape. Warner Wolf, man. Let's go to the videotape. We're going to Warner Wolf, your ass, nigga. We're going to go back to the videotape. Who did you like better? Did you like Warner Wolf? Did you like Warner Wolf or did you like my man who did the, the sports on Channel 11? Warner Wolf all day. More iconic, in my opinion. Uh, to me, it couldn't be more iconic, and I'll tell you why. Me and you were watching Channel 11, so we had to watch the Yankee games. And exactly. when the Yankee games are over, my man who did those news, he was the one who – I saw more of my man from Channel 11 sports than uh, – No, than, uh, than, you know uh, you're right. I'll take that back. The brother of Channel 11 news, it just hit me right now by itself. I'm going with that brother. I know exactly what he's talking about. Because we saw him the most. Cause he, that nigga make the world of me. That's what I'm saying. I asked you that. 
Yeah, I was like, yo, my man, could you, I forget his name, but that, to me, I grew up watching him, man. That's who I grew up watching. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a full fact. And after all the Yankee games, he would be the one. I I feel a lot better for that, too, man. That's my guy. (laughs) It'd be 11, yo, it'd be like number 20, I'll make sure I turn to channel 11. You know, I'm watching his sports over over when Warner Wolf came on. I would watch him. You know, I've been watching on YouTube, I'll be watching fucking... Major League home runs, Major League fights. I don't know why I was fascinated by that last night. So, do you watch I the did you watch the Pine Tar fight with uh, Brett Musk, with uh, um, George Brett? Oh, and he the time ball with the Pine Tar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah with the Pine Tar. Facts. Yeah, with Billy Martin. Fucking. That's crazy though, right? They put the fuck. Yeah, I think George Brett was going crazy. Dude. He was going crazy. <laughs> I watched a, watch a lot of Reggie Jackson. I watched a lot of that shit last night, man. Was Mariano Rivera better closer than Goose Gossage, in your opinion? Yes. 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 Okay. Was Chuck Knobloch better than Willie Randolph, in your opinion? No. Uh, Chuck Knobloch has forgot to do the first base after a while. That shit was crazy. The nigga couldn't throw the first base. The nigga could not infield the ball. That was crazy, son. Like he literally just forgot to do the first base, throwing over nigga. The tag. first year, the first year Gabby Sheffield played for the Yankees. Oh, was he better than A Rod? A Rod, the Yankees overrated to me. We, we won oh nine against the Phillies, but we were so overrated. What is like, your what is your what is your take that J Lo and A Rod have announced that they're separating? That's been big news everywhere. Why so you clearly know about it? I know about it. So now three, what are your thoughts on A Rod and J Lo? Wait, keep going. A Rod, I don't care. I'm but then why was it everywhere? Why was it trending? Why was it trending, brother? You clearly know what I'm talking about, dude. They talked about it on the View. They talked about it on the View. Wow. Consider the source of View. Listen to this. Wait a minute. Here's the money. You. You don't know about the view? Of course, my nigga. We we gonna act like when you read the view. We don't know about the view. My nigga, I'm from the Ricky Lake. I'm from the Ricky Lake era, my nigga. You hear me? I'm from Morton Downey Jr. I'm from that era, my nigga. Richard Bay. What the fuck you mean, man? Jenny, Jenny. Um, what's my girl? What's my girl? Jenny what? Jenny. Um. I know you talking about. I know you talking about. I know you talking about. Oh, so so what you telling me? You used to watch. So what you telling me? You used to watch the Channel Nine um talk shows. Of course. That's where Ricky Lake and all of them watch, came on. Like that. I watch all them shits, nigga. I'm from the Growing Pains era, nigga. You hear me? Growing Pains, nigga. Perfect Strangers, nigga. You say you from the you from the Wonder Years era? The Wonder Years era, Winnie, yes, nigga, Winnie and all that. So yes. wait a minute, you from that era? Yeah. How do you feel about the remake of the Wonder Years with the all black cast? What is your thoughts <laughs> now since you said that? Because they're remaking the Wonder Years and it is it was a black cast. Are they really doing that for? Yes, they are. So, Brett Savage and Winnie, Brett Savage and Winnie are uh, going to be black. Oh, God. It's going to be white. I'm from the Brady Bunch era, my nigga. You hear me? So, tell me, was you watching Doogie Howser? Was you watching Doogie Howser? That's a fact. Yes. I watched Doogie Howser. I did. I watched Leave it to Beaver. I watched Charles in Charge. Good times. Falcon Crest. Not slander. Different strokes. Different strokes. Webster. Funky Booster. <laughs> head of the class. I'm from that era, man. Yo, head, yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo. Head of the class was my shit. <laughs> <laughs> what 
Robin Gibbons. That meant everything to me, Robin man. Gibbons. Yo, man. you know what happened? Oh, everything wait, for I, it. wait for it. Wait for it. Watch. WKRP in Cincinnati, nigga. Yo, Channel 5, man. Venus Flytrap, you hear me? You know what's crazy? People don't understand. The reason why we watched all the same shows because we didn't have cable. So we yeah. were literally on two. We didn't have no cable, man. So there was, there was, we didn't go nowhere. It was Channel 11, Channel 9, 7, 2, and 5. That's it. That's yeah. it. We had five channels, B. For most of our life, if you think about it. Think about that. We literally had five channels for most of our life growing up. Mm-hmm. Wow. Damn, we hey. old heads, man. Old hey. head ass nigga. Yup. Yeah. Actual, actual, factual, man. Actual, factual. That's what it is, man. PSA Hip Hop, man. It's your boy, 3 and Y. Y'all know the vibes already, man. What?